hardest thing this year is just to answer the question, when is Pentecost? It's a straightforward question, but it's much more complicated than you could imagine because of the multi-calendars that are out there, the Gregorian calendar, the Jewish calendar. Neither one of them are actually correct in in terms of uh, how they uh, select the day that is called Pentecost. And uh, so, uh, in fact, I'm just going to pray as we start, just because yes. this one, uh, I think you're, we all need that little extra bit of uh, wisdom and grace from God to grab a hold of, because it is, without a doubt, one of the one of the special gifts that God has given us is Pentecost, and we don't want to miss it. So, Father, we just ask you humbly that you would open our ears. Give us the ear of the learned, as Isaiah would pray. Lord, give us the ear of the learned. Lord, we want to understand, and we want to know you. Most of all, as Kim Walker was singing, we, we just want more of you, all of you, the the best that we can have and to, to come to you so that we can receive you in, in just in is the truth and the the answer that, that we truly seek. Lord, would you just uh, fill our hearts up to overflowing today as we uh, discover and seek and and uh, to find that you are just more than we could imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Pentecost is this wonderful day uh, uh, of the year. And what's special about it, of all the feast days, it's the one feast day that isn't designated at a certain date on the calendar. That's what makes it very unique. And we know, of course, because here we sit in the year 2021, that uh, 2,000 years ago, as Jesus died and was resurrected, walked on the earth for fifty for 40 days, ascended into heaven 10 days later, poured out the Holy Spirit upon the apostles who were gathered praying, and they spoke in tongues and filled with the Holy Spirit and power. 3,000 came and the church was born on that day, and this gift of the Holy Spirit of speaking in tongues and all the power that goes with it has uh, equipped the church to this day uh, to to be the thriving church on the earth, or at least it could if, if we would allow God to, to work through us. So that particular gift is all about him. You know, you have nothing to do with it. You can't fake it. You can't uh, manifest it. You can't work it up strong enough. It's something that God pours out. And so it's a gift. And so Pentecost in and of itself, the day from history back, not just 2000 years ago, but we're going to go past Egypt, back to the time of Abraham, all the way back to the time of Noah, 4,000 years ago to show you the the, the 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 real beginnings of Pentecost and hopefully as we go through this day you'll you'll glean a little bit more about it I sure hope I will I was up at three o'clock last night talking mm. to the Lord still getting some insights and answers to questions you just there's never enough so what and when is Shavuot is the Hebrew word for Pentecost or weeks. It's the Feast of Weeks, W-E-E-K-S, seven weeks from Passover to to the day that we know is Pentecost, but it's Shavuot or the Feast of Weeks. So here's the scripture from Deuteronomy 16. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. Right? So this was one of the three festivals you had to journey to. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. You're also supposed to bring something, a gift to the Lord, so that's a huge part of it. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord 
your God has blessed you. So there's not a, a specific percentage or anything like this. God wants to see you, wants you to say thank you, wants to receive a gift based on what he has done in you and through you and for you. Leviticus 23, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the sacred assemblies you are to proclaim at the appointed times. And he's going to break this down on how we can figure out when and, you know, understand Pentecost here. The Lord's Passover begins at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. That month is called Nisan. So this would be the day 2,000 years later. Now, Leviticus 23rd is written by Moses. So it's about 1,500 years before Jesus. They've come from the uh, Exodus out of Egypt. They're now Mount Sinai. He's writing the Torah. And he says these things on the 14th day of the first month. So in 1,500 years, this would be the day Jesus was crucified 2,000 years ago on this particular day of the Lord's Passover. So on the 15th day of that month, the Lord's Festival of Unleavened Bread begins. And you have a, a week when you're walking in this uh, festival of unleavened bread. Okay, so when you enter the land, I'm going to give you, and you reap its harvest, bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He's to wave the sheaf before the Lord, so it'll be accepted on your behalf. The priest is to wave it on the day after the Sabbath. When does he do it? The day after the Sabbath. The Sabbath is Friday night to Saturday. You must not eat any bread or roasted or new grain until the very day you bring this offering to God. So you have Passover, you have Feast of Unleavened Bread, and then you have this waving festival. It's called the Feast of First Fruits, and it's it's based on uh, so many days uh, from Passover uh, afterwards, and you, you mark it according to where the Sabbath is. So if the Passover is on Monday, the Feast of First Fruit occurs six days later. If it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you mark your way, and it happens on Sunday. It always happens on Sunday because it's happening after the Sabbath, Friday to Saturday night. Begins Saturday night on Sunday. So Pentecost, or this Feast of First Fruits, the resurrection day for Jesus, if you will, always happens on Sunday, according to Scripture. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, count off seven full weeks, count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then present an offering and new grain to the Lord. And that particular feast, that is called, this is where we're at right now, the 49 days have passed, the 50 days have passed. This is Shavuot, Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost. Right. Now, you keep saying Shavuot, which maybe is the correct pronunciation. Is this what most people just call Shavuot when you hear, like on television you, or something, they'll say Shavuot? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Shavuot is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Shavuot is simply the Hebrew word for weeks. All right. So you have Passover. You have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which starts the day after Passover. And then however many days you have the Feast of First Fruits the wave offering, and from that date after, you go to the, the Sabbath, and you uh, count 50 days, and you have this day of Pentecost. So, that's the official way of finding the date from Scripture. Uh, however, man has figured out a way to make that so complicated. Mm. So, Passover is one month behind us. Pentecost is set to arrive. Uh, actually, depending on how you look at it, depending on the calendar used, uh, the biblical calendar, the least the one that the Jews keep, this Sunday evening, May 16th, and it'll continue through Monday evening, May 17th. That's when this particular Pentecost occurs. If you uh, Google 
uh, you know, hey, Siri, when's Pentecost? It'll say May 23rd. So it's going to give you the Gregorian calendar version of it. All right. Okay. Makes sense. So that presents a couple of very significant issues. Two things are going on right now that make it a little difficult when you talk about uh, Pentecost. We'll just say Pentecost for the most part. Uh, we've got a lot of war gone, going on over in Israel, and we've got these calendars. So let's talk about two things. First, a lot of war. Over half of the 50 days of the Omer occur during the second Hebrew month called ER. It's one of the most significant months of the year for Israel. We're in ER right now. On Omer, so you have 50 days of the Omer, counting the Omer, 1 through 50, and you get to Pentecost. Day 16, we begin the month of ER. ER is uh, an acronym, the word itself, I am the God, your healer. Uh, so this month of ER technically is a month of healing. In Exodus 15, Israel had just crossed the Red Sea. There's three days into the wilderness now. There's no water. They come to Marah, where the water was bitter or undrinkable. God tells Moses to throw a stick in the water. The water is made fit to drink or sweet. God then tells them if they obey him, they will not suffer any of the diseases the Egyptians have suffered because... I am the Lord who heals you. This took place on the first of that month of ER. All right, so uh, a significant date. So in Kings chapter 6, this particular month of ER is called the month of Ziv, the blossoming of flowers or the wedding readiness to produce. So ER reminds us to live our lives expecting good to bloom and burst forth. So this month of ER is a very significant time. Here's what's happened in the month of ER. Historically, Germany surrendered in World War II. That was the, the anniversary, the 76th anniversary of that was last Thursday, uh, the surrender of Germany in World War II. Not this week, but last week. It followed a fierce seven days of battle and truces across Europe way back in 45. The nation of Israel was reestablished in 1948, uh, and that was just three years after the decimation of one-third of the Jewish people in the Holocaust. Mm. Jerusalem was captured in 1967 uh, by Israel from the hands of Jordan. So this month is all about going from bitter, Mara, to sweet. Psalm 3012, you turned my lament into dancing. You undid my sackcloth, girded me with joy. So ER is this month that gives us hope. Now, the last days of counting the Omer, historically, have been very war-torn. You go from ER and you step into the month of Sivan for about six days. So, Sunday and Monday of this week, so, all right, today's Friday, so we're just going back five days, mark the beginning of the Six-Day War in 1967, when Egypt, Syria, and Jordan simultaneously attacked Israel, were soundly defeated in only six days, as Israel seized the Gaza Strip, the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt, the West Bank, including East Jerusalem and Hebron, from Jordan, and the Golan Heights from Syria. It was a massive, just a huge day for them. The old city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount were both liberated. That day is called in Israel's Jerusalem Day or Flag Day. For Muslims, this week was the last week of the month of Ramadan. It ended on Wednesday. And the last three days of Ramadan is a massive party for extremists. It often turns into mayhem and violence and sometimes terrorist attacks. Muslims believe Ramadan was the month that the first verses of the Quran were revealed to Muhammad. For the Jews, ironically, Sunday... Uh, this week is Shavuot in two days when God gave the Torah to Moses at Mount Sinai. So they're both celebrating the same thing at the same time in a different way. It tends to cause a bit of ideological clashes and violence of who's God and what's truth. 
Thursday was the day God first called Israel his chosen people. It's called the Day of Distinction. Moses ascended Mount Sinai for the first time, and God told him to tell the people of Israel, you shall be my chosen treasure from among all the nations. So that was yesterday. So coming up, we're going to look at the way too many calendars and uh, why that's a big deal this year when you're just trying to say when in the world does Pentecost occur?